0: And it's a win-win if I can prioritize with those patients and use data to help me find those unscheduled patients versus important that people get smart about who they are going to take the time to reach out to versus just dumping their entire patient database in a campaign.
1: This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome, it's another great day in the dental world. Before we get started, I wanted to invite you to join our Facebook Dental Intelligence community. Come join like-minded data nerds and learn from each other. Now on to our show. Today, we've um, we've learned a lot about, um, from ind- industry professionals about the topic of filling chairs. And we're gonna wrap it up today to apply what um, we love to it, which is data. Data can help a practice fill your chairs in many, many ways, and we've discussed a lot of aspects, but one that we haven't fo- focused too much on is the external portion, communication portion of it, which is like calling, emailing, and texting to get patients on the schedule. And local med and online scheduling is a big deal. It's changed the way many practices fill their chairs, and here to talk about that with us, is, for lucky for us, is Wes, our CEO, Wes and Lunsford. Welcome.
0: Hi, Katie. Thanks <laughs> for having me.
1: Let's talk about the pain of calling patients. It's safe to say that many people don't like calling patients. And many people don't want to be called. I am one of them. Um and so what do you know about how effective online scheduling is at getting patients in the chair?
0: Yeah, you know, I we've definitely moved into a period of time where people want to do things digitally for everything. Okay. I, I think the airlines were some of the first of the groups that figured this out and allowing you to book your tickets online mm-hmm. versus having, I don't know if we'll do our Katie, or not, but I remember <laughs> at a young age, my mom wanting to book a trip and she would be on the phone for hours trying to schedule different flights for our family. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so if you think about it in that context, if you were wanting to book a flight, you probably are not wanting to get on the phone. You just want to make it super simple right. and easy. And, and our patients are no different, especially the generations that are coming up now. You know, you, not to age me, but when I was a baby, if I was crying, my, my mom gave me a pacifier Mm -hmm. now what do parents give kids they're growing up with smartphones I mean I kid you not I I, I'm not even I I don't want to I'm not proud of this as a father but I've got a (laughs) six-year-old that I think knows how to operate my iPhone better than I know how to operate my iPhone yeah and so we think about these patients that are growing up now and graduating high school and graduating college they're so used to just getting things done crazy quick and they want to do it fast. And a, a couple of things that I've noticed in looking at some of the data that we use in booking appointments. Most of our booked online appointments, when we see that happen through local men, are after the 9 o'clock p.m. hour. Hmm. A majority of those appointments are booked in the late evenings. Yeah. And uh, if you think about that, like if, if, if my doctor was trying to call me right now to schedule an appointment with me if I'm not scheduled for mm-hmm. my hygiene, which I am. I always maintain that but if i wasn't mm-hmm. um they wouldn't be able to get a hold of me now right. and if i did say yes i need to get that scheduled now i got to find time during the day to call them back which likely is not going to happen and if i do try mm-hmm. to call them back when i am available they're already closed because yeah. these guys aren't there past five o'clock and right. that's when i'm sometimes available is after the five o'clock hour and so to me just having that flexibility of of, of the option even if you are still gonna be doing phone calls, and I don't think you should get rid of phone calls. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying replace it, I'm saying add to it, but it's really nice to send a phone call. You can do a phone call and say, I'll also send you a text with a link to make this super easy for me so you can either, or you, Mm -hmm. sorry, not for me, but so that you can either call me back Mm -hmm. or click the link and find the time that works best for you. That flexibility is what the patient base is really not just wanting, but they're almost demanding it now. And we see in healthcare, not just in dentistry, patients leaving providers for better technology to make ease of care better for them. Yeah, so.
1: definitely. I, I, I make, as a consumer, I make those decisions. If I can't make an appointment online, I just kind of choose somebody else. So yeah. definitely. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Just, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a basic thing now. I, I used to think that it was a product right now. I think it's a feature within products. Yeah. I think that this is just a standard that needs to be out there amongst all the practices. Yeah. And so if you're a practice that doesn't have any form of online scheduling available right now, it's mm-hmm. something that you really should consider. Now there's different levels of that. that
1: yeah. I was going to say that should be noted. Yeah. Like, Online scheduling is not created equal across boards. People don't want to request an appointment so that you'll call them back.
0: No, yeah. that is frustrating. Actually, mm-hmm. we did a test. Um, it, it, a lot of people probably know Invisalign. And so we were yeah. doing a test with Invisalign and they do brilliant campaigns to help patients see that there is an opportunity to improve their smile, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, I think I was just sharing with you, I had lunch today yeah. and I was watching the girl take her order and the whole time she had her her hand right in front of her mouth, she did not want us to see her teeth. And uh, so I love invisaligned Marketing because they really do help people see that I can improve your smile. And uh, But the problem with that is when you go on and you fill out the appointment, the online booking for them, which they're kind of concierge and they direct that to the doctor, right. but it's not a real appointment. It requires you to call back. And one of our coworkers here was going through this test, Felipe Lee, and it took them three days to finally get the appointment scheduled. And we were just doing it as a test, but it was mm-hmm. just this phone tag back and forth. Yeah. And so you're right. We don't want just as a patient, we do. Our patients do not want to get a phone call. If they're filling out their information, Online, they want to the the,
1: yeah. Yeah. schedule. Yeah. Yeah, if they wanted to talk to somebody, they would have called. Right. Yeah, for sure. Really good. Um, well
0: So I think that uh, part of part of that too is not just online scheduling, making it so when patients want to schedule with us, but us being proactive with our patients too and using tools there. In when we think about filling chairs and using data to fill our chairs, because I, I think that's the session you're wrapping up right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: there is a concept that we've been looking at a lot, and it's I wanna be sensitive when I say this, but filling our chairs with the right patients, not just any patient. We need to make sure that we're prioritizing. And what I mean by that is not patient selecting, but prioritizing the patients that need the most amount of oral Mm health care. If you had a choice, you're a hygienist by trade, um, and you've been doing, how many years have you been practicing? 15. 15 years, Mm okay. So Katie, if you had a choice between having a patient come in that typically is pretty clean and mm-hmm. there's not a lot that you feel like you're doing improving wise. You do measurements and their depths are all ones and twos mm-hmm. versus someone that comes in or someone that's unscheduled and they have depths of threes and fours and maybe fives and sixes. As a healthcare provider, which one do you feel needs to be in your chair?
1: Well, it's also more fun. The one that has the dirtier okay. mouth. Okay, so it's <laughs> You like the grossness. It's okay. not just me. No.
0: I know. I know. I get pictures from hygienists all the time. In yeah, fact, right? after this is over, I'll show you one. It's really gross, but she was in heaven doing yeah, this case. It's good. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. that patient needs the most amount of care. And it's a win-win. If I can prioritize with those patients and use data to help me find those unscheduled patients versus just using a technology, I won't name any by by name, but any of these patient engagement technologies, You blast out the same message to all of our patients like they're equal Mm -hmm. and they're not equal. If you have limited chair space, which is a problem right now, post-COVID, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have limited chair space, why would we blast out a message to say it's time to get you scheduled for your hygiene appointment, Mm -hmm. treating all of our patients the same when you're going to be filling your chair with some that, that don't need as much care and attention as others? One, it's more fun for the, the clinicians yeah, to do the more complicated for sure. cases. That's also Two, the patients are getting the health care they yeah. need, that need it. And three, the practice is winning. You're yeah. doing more production because there's more dentistry to be done. So there's this concept of using data to help identify those right patients. And we have those tools, but it's not just us. That data lives and breathes out there. And I think it's really important that people get smart about who they are going to take the time to reach out to Versus just dumping their entire patient database in a campaign. Yeah,
1: exactly. Definitely using, working what's working smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> well, let's discuss. So we've talked about having um, the calling part that we there there needs to still be calls. Obviously, you still need to be calling your patients. Our software has created systems that um, we talked about that using data to prioritize who do we call first and. We talked about filling chairs, but how do we how do we help practices actually achieve that? Because there's one thing to say, to say we'll just
0: fill chairs. Fill chairs and yeah. then
1: actually Well, do first it. of
0: all, yeah. it's really hard to make phone calls. And I yeah. don't know too many doctor offices that have team members that enjoy it. I've mm-hmm. come across a few that yeah. enjoy the challenge and and are happy getting on the phone and and doing that, but that's not common. It's very uncommon, especially if you have your hygienist starting to make calls like they do not like it. Um, And again, there's probably some that are okay with it, but most don't. But at the same time in oral healthcare, because our patient bases don't fully understand the impacts that oral healthcare issues can have on our entire healthcare system and uh, upon that patient's entire health, Um, We do need to educate more, which Mm -hmm. education, some of the best way to educate right now, if there's not big campaigns going out there from the ADA or other organizations to the public, is going to come from our dental offices, which sometimes requires phone calls. Yeah. Phone calls to follow up on unscheduled treatment, phone calls to follow up on unscheduled hygiene patients that need to come in that haven't been in for a while or if they haven't had an exam because we need to educate the patient based on how important healthcare is our oral healthcare is. So I would say that we don't get rid of phone calls. And the reason I say that is because it's the education form. Yes. I don't feel it's always the best way to get the appointment scheduled though. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel there is better techniques and systems that you can layer on top of phone calls. that's going to allow you to schedule more Um, We obviously have a tool called Patient Finder, which lets you filter down to a very specific type of list. For example, if I was going to be calling, if I'm a treatment coordinator, and I'm going to be calling patients to get them back into the dental office uh, to get the treatment done, I could be calling all types of different treatments. So Mm -hmm. people that need one surfaces or two surfaces or crowns or implants, And and I'm having all these different types of conversations, or I can narrow this list down to say, let's just deal with all the implants for this hour and call it a power hour on implants. And once I get through that list, then I can move on and say, let's now just deal with the crowns and call it a power hour on crowns but I'm able to filter patients and prioritize them by who has the greatest opportunity patient wise to get the healthcare they need. Mm -hmm. And it happens almost always to be the case that's highest production for the practice. Mm -hmm. And the benefit of that for the treatment coordinator now, she or he is able to really perfect their messaging Mm -hmm. because they're calling an implant case and then they're hanging up and calling another implant case. And then they're hanging up and calling another implant case Mm -hmm. instead of hanging up and going from implant to crown to a one surface, to a Mm -hmm. hygiene, um, yeah. You can get crazy, smart and really efficient mm-hmm. to make your calls. So that's one using a, a data mm-hmm. to really help you and then layering that on top of sending that patient because we don't always connect. Yeah. In fact, our data shows right now it takes 17 dials to get one patient scheduled. Okay? So 17 attempts. That means there's a lot of attempts that you could be leaving a brief message and saying, this is Katie from Dr. White's office, mm-hmm. and I just want to let you know that we're trying to reach out to you to get you on for whatever reason. I can make this super easy for you. I'm going to send you a message with a link that allows you to schedule for this at Mm -hmm. any time. And if we don't hear back from you, I'll be following back up. Yeah. And, and use technology to really enable that patient because you got to remember when you're making these phone calls, Mm -hmm. they're usually at work or they're running their kids somewhere. They're not just sitting there waiting for a phone call. No. Um, yeah. We're interrupting their days. And so we've yeah. got to get technology. And they don't have
1: their calendar out in front of yeah, them. That's
0: yeah. the other The problem. other
1: thing that I love about Patient Finder, and it's one that as a customer success manager, i highlighted a lot, was the ability to not only find out you know, those cases that the implant or the crown cases and go work through that list, but add on top of that. You can add on top of that. Remaining insurance balances, right? Yeah, you layer a lot of cool
0: things on top of it. Yeah,
1: and being able to just, even the power to be able to have that information ahead of time and say, listen, like not only do you have a crown that needs to be done, but you also have $500 of remaining insurance. Or like a credit just, balance. Yeah, with or, us. Yeah, just they
0: may let, have $30 yeah. of yeah. credit. Let's get this Let's taken care of. It. But it, you're right. It's a In no-brainer. our filter system, we mm-hmm. built it so you could layer multiple things. That's great. You may even want to exclude a certain right. insurance type, right? Yeah. Say, I don't want to work with anyone that has, I'm not going to say insurance name, but <laughs> tax insurance because the reimbursement <laughs> rates knows. are too low. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can do a lot of really cool things to get smart about those patients you're right. calling. Where without mm-hmm. this data... It would be impossible to prioritize like this.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it really does make p- for powerful phone calls. The last thing that I wanted to touch on, and we talked we talked a little bit about it, was you said the word follow-up. We have the ability, and those of you that aren't familiar familiar with our software, we have the ability. It's a, amazing. It's one of my favorite features, and I think for a lot of people, it is the ability, our follow-up system. Do you want to system. hear why we created follow-ups? Yeah. It was us. so
0: funny. I walked into a dental office back east i won't say their name either and i love her she's still an office manager that works with us and i go to her often to get answers about things that we're thinking about that we need to do and um, but when i first walked in her office it was the first time i really noticed her method of following up she had a book and she Mm -hmm. would write down several notes inside this book it was a binder Mm -hmm. and then she had several post-its and around her desk Desk, and the computer uh and i i asked her what what are you what is going on here she's (laughs) like oh these are people that i need to follow back up on after i figure out what's going on either with insurance or verification or a claims or i got to schedule them or they need an answer from the doctor before they would schedule she had all these different things and i said how are you managing all of this and then she showed me her three ring binder with notes in there too and would cross things off and Mm -hmm. it was really interesting i said well what if someone called in and scheduled and they didn't schedule with you, like they're they they're already in here. Awesome. Yeah. And she said, well, when I got to it, I always open up my practice. She walked me through a process and yeah. it was arduous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was shocked that there wasn't kind of a CRM system out there to really help team members manage patients they needed to follow up with. And what I mean by a CRM is something that would automatically remove the follow up if it was dealt with. Mm-hmm or make sure it automatically comes in as a follow-up if it fell out through the cracks, right? And so that's why we built today's follow-up. So it really was, and after I saw her go through this, I was looking for that in every practice I went into and it was a common thing. That's how everyone does it.
1: Yep, yeah, definitely. And a great great pain point to solve. And for those of you that are probably listening that haven't used follow-ups, you're probably thinking, yeah, we do. We have those sticky notes right now on our desk.
0: (laughs) Or some kind of cool Excel spreadsheet, know, or a three-ring so binder, true. but something that's static so and it doesn't move yeah. with the changing patient base. Yeah,
1: and so. so that's what, and so the ability to follow up and call people. But the tricky thing about follow-ups, um, and really anything, but mainly follow-ups, is getting your team on board. Yeah. What do you have? What advice do you have on that?
0: Human change behavior is the hardest thing. And not just in dentistry, but in every business. When you implement something that's new, especially when you go to an office manager, to a front desk team that has really perfected a system over 15 to 20 years, and they perfected a system with technology that they had available to them. And so sometimes it's really hard to open your mind to, okay, there might be new technology that's going to be able to allow me to free up my Mm -hmm. space more. And to do more important things or even just have a little bit of a better quality of life i mean i've walked into some offices and watched some office managers juggle some crazy things in an hour period and so it could just be about freeing up some quality time so that that office manager can get smart about other things that needs to happen in the practice versus juggling Mm -hmm. um so what i what i would my recommendation is understanding first that change is hard for Mm -hmm. anyone yeah and so we've got to get down to why do we want to introduce this technology? Mm-hmm. How is it really going to help you? And getting crazy smart about if what am I doing currently now and what does this replace? Does it does it make my job easier? Yeah. Versus them feeling like it's something on top of what they're already doing. Yeah. If people start layering this technology on top of their current systems, it's going to feel overwhelming like mm-hmm. they're doing too much. But this should be replacing it. In fact, we generally build technology that's a three to one rule. And what I mean by that is the new technology should replace three of your tasks. Mm. So this one piece of follow ups is replacing three things that, that that team members typically doing to go follow up right now inside their practice management software. That's great. Um, but it's really helping team members get smart about that and understand the efficiencies they gain. And once they see that, they're gonna wanna run with it. Yeah,
1: definitely. I li- I love that point because I think a lot of a lot of team members they have people that will. I, I mean, I felt the same way. I mean, there were my we were notoriously add new softwares or whatever, and and if but if, you're if, layering if, on yes, what you're yeah, if, doing. yeah. But if the staff doesn't have the buy-in, then it definitely just it feels overwhelming. Yeah. So for sure. So
0: really helping them understand how it's going to help them. Um, yeah. And reduce their, their workload, their, their stress, yeah, Not and just
1: not necessarily what's best for the practice, which is always important, but also. How are you helping your team? Yeah. yeah. for sure. Well, this has been great. This is Growth in Dentistry, a Dental Intelligence podcast. Again, special thanks to our guest, Weston Lunsford. If thanks, you have Katie. any questions for Weston, go to our podcast page at dentalintel.com and record one.
0: And I am Katie Poulsen and keep growing. <laughs>